Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, hello, it is Foundation Friday, May 9th, I believe it's 9th, 2019, Steve Cypress here, and I'm outside of the famed Schweifel's Restaurant in Oconomowoc, Illinois, otherwise colloquially known as Akamaka Wakamaka Waka. And so, uh, just concluded with a uh, reception here for friends and family, and Ace is here, and Ace was right here at this reception for people that came from all over to uh, honor and celebrate the life of my father-in-law, uh, Jerry Fabry, who we just had the funeral service for. And uh, so uh, here's the deal. I've had uh, two different clients this week express their concern over negative, stressful situations. Coach Tony is here. Coach, you know this stuff. Great to see you. And uh, one said, uh, gee, I hate making mistakes. And the other one had a situation with a, uh, a delay uh, that uh, caused a wasted hour of time and was all bent out of shape out of it. So first of all, first lesson is, did you think you were going to go through life, and this is especially for business owners, thinking you were never going to make a mistake again? Because I'll give you a hint. Here's how to negger, negative ha never have. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Coach Tony. Here's how to never have. You want to know? Here's the secret to never having another negative thing happen to you. Don't do anything. Uh, have your own funeral tomorrow. Okay, That's the only way to avoid negative things happening folks. We all know it's part of life, right? Especially for business owners. Making mistakes, if you're not making mistakes every day, I feel sorry for your business. You're not learning, you're not growing, you're not trying new things, you're not failing your way to success, all that kind of good stuff. If you're just taking a safe road and doing only the stuff you know works and that you know how to do and you're all comfortable with, I can guarantee your business ain't growing. That's for sure. I also guarantee as a person you're not growing. If you never leave the house and only do the same comfortable things and you never have a negative situation arise, you never make a mistake, you never have some problem, some, some behind-the-scenes problem with a company you're trying to do business with that delays you for an hour, uh, here's the key. Uh, you don't get all upset about that because, number one, you realize it happens, again, if you're doing anything useful in life. Number two, the timing is important. So to the entrepreneur that made a mistake and was upset about it, well, here's the thing, like how really deadly badly was that mistake? Think ahead five or 10 years, especially both of these are my clients. So you work with me and both have tripled and three times and five times their income uh, since starting to work with me. So extrapolate that out about five, 10 more years when your income is 10, 20 times as much and the situations you're dealing with are 10 or times or 10 or 20 times as important financially, is that the time you want to make the mistake? You want to mistake, make the mistake now. You want to learn from it so you will get faster to tripling, quadrupling, and 10 times in your business and your income. And also, 
the whole idea is to make mistakes when you're smaller so you can learn and hopefully smart enough to avoid those mistakes put whatever systems you need to in place learn your lessons and don't make the mistakes later now as far as negative situations my other client had a negative situation he was trying to get served by a business and they messed up and system was all messed up and whatever and so no fault of his own it wasted an hour of time and I'm like look uh, don't you usually uh, when you are using this service don't you usually have somewhere to go you have an appointment like right now you don't really have anywhere to go. This is the best time for this to happen. In fact, you should be celebrating that it happened now. This is fantastic. What incredible, divine, great timing that this happened right now and not when I had an appointment, an important sales call, uh, a conference to get to, switching flights, had to get downtown for something important, blah, 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 whatever. Right now, we, we got no appointments. This is the perfect time for a screw-up to happen. Because the screw-up, as the person told us, when she fixed it, she said, I've now fixed it in the system, this will never happen again. So again, I asked, would you, when would you rather have had this? I can't even think of a better time for this to happen. Okay, here's another way to look at it. Again, at the funeral of my father-in-law, so people from his generation and, 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 and people that were here either were of that generation or we all have parents, grandparents, back in the World War II days where 18-year-old kids graduated high school and they didn't say, oh, Bernie, please give me free college and then please pay back my loans because I'm too irresponsible to take the right classes and work hard enough and do the right things and get to work. I'm just going to complain about everything. No, they graduated high school and they went into the service in World War II and they were flown en masse, not in first class. They didn't complain about somebody backing up their tray table on them or how tight the seating was, or how the stewardess didn't put their stuff in the overhead bin. They were packed in like sardines on an eight-hour journey in an uncomfortable, loud, obnoxious military plane overseas to go sit in a foxhole in the freezing cold all winter and get shot at every day. So we flash ahead to today and kids complain about what? That there was some screw-up? You didn't get served quickly? That you made a mistake? How about again? How about you made a mistake back in those days? You got your head blown off. Or you got your buddy's head blown off next to you. Like now you made a mistake, you learned from it. Move on. That's the attitude of a successful business person and I dare say of a successful person in life. So I wasn't always like this. How did I learn this? I wasn't always like this. I was one of those people. Oh, I get upset about the littlest things. And so I'll leave you with a reading tip for the day. David J. Schwartz book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Okay, and I remember a whole bunch of those things that was given to me back in the days when I was not thinking like this. I was thinking small. Few things I remember, and I haven't even seen the book in over 35 years or so. Uh, David J. Schwartz wrote one thing, and he said uh, the it's something like I'm paraphrasing, of course. Again, I haven't looked at the book in decades, but it was something like stuck me forever. He said, uh, "You can define the size of a person by the size of the problem it takes to bother them." Think about that the next time you're bothered by something and say, wow, I'm bothered by this little thing. That defines me as a little person. I just know I have these shades on. I mean, my glasses turn into shades outdoors. So I guess I was the cool, slick guy outside of the Schweifel's restaurant. And so that's one way to look at it. Like, wow, if I'm bothered by little things, I'm a little person. Big people are only bothered by big things. So move yourself up on the rung of life and say, I'm no longer be bothered by these little things, making a mistake having an hour delay in service. Like, again, how about 
traveling overseas not to come back for a year or not ever or not with all your limbs in place and getting shot at every day and eating crap and sleeping with 40 other guys right in a foxhole through the freezing winter like you're still gonna complain about made a little mistake or some little thing went wrong those are little things folks you're defining yourself as a little person okay the next there's plenty of things I remember but another thing I remember he said the trick is when you're going it's facing me you, you I promise you won't be on the camera oh just kidding and so uh, you see that's how nice people are up here they didn't want to cross over to ruin the shot of you know some cars behind me as if that was what I was taking a shot of very nice of them although I guess that does look better than just taking a shot at me anyway I digress so another thing that the author said uh, that I remember was the next time you're in a situation and you get upset think to yourself how would a big person handle this so I'll tell you a short story and I'll let you go is I remember I used to play a lot of very competitive sports although I wasn't good enough to play really competitive real sports so I played a lot of competitive softball for instance and we were up for uh, city championships and I traveled and played in tournaments and all that kind of stuff and I played six days a week for a little while and double headers and you know I was playing a lot of games and so I remember <laughs> there I was playing in a charity tournament one Sunday or something and it was a co-ed and so we're sitting out there and I'm that's short I'm playing short but of course the girl you have to have at least four women on the team and they put them in all the off positions right field second base pitcher and catcher where a lot of the action just doesn't happen so there I am at short and I remember this there was the ground ball hit pretty hard but hit pretty much you know right to the second baseman and she just shrieked as if she saw a mouse and jumped out of the way and I was like oh was I pissed off I'm like what the hell how can I play out here what is going on this is ridiculous or you know there'd be a double play ball and she can't throw me the ball I can't throw her the ball or you know people are missing the cutoff man the girl's throwing it over the other girl's head and now I gotta back them up and and I was getting so upset and then I thought of the magic of thinking big so that's how you do it I remember and, and, and I remember the book saying how would a big person think in this exact situation and back then it was mid 80s and I thought of Cal Ripken the greatest shortstop at the time Ozzie Smith Cal Ripken but I thought of Cal Ripken and I said yeah how would Cal Ripken react and I don't mean how would he react in a different situation like if that happened in a major league game he might be as upset at me I'm talking about this situation that reduces it to its ridiculous and made me realize how can I be upset about this Cal Ripken wouldn't what if Cal Ripken who is a Hall of Fame not yet but you know was going to be a Hall of Fame greatest one of the greatest shortstops ever plays in front of crowds of millions for lots of money it wasn't today he'd be making 25 million a year but back then still making a lot of money and what if he on a Sunday afternoon was here out in this field somewhere out in Boston area I was at the time and I think it was back when I was going to law school or just after it and he was playing in this charity game on a Sunday that didn't matter at all and there was a girl playing second base and when a ball was hit out to her uh, she just shrieked and jumped out of the way how would Cal Ripken react well of course I immediately realized he would just laugh like crazy and go whatever this is the most meaningless thing there is I play in actual games where our actual pros are playing and high pressure and things matter this doesn't matter at all this ridiculous game on a Sunday afternoon we're in a tournament we're playing co-ed we're just having some fun so the girl shrieked and jumped out of the way big deal
and look what happened. Whole calmness came over me and I just started laughing. And for the whole rest of the tournament, no matter what happened, I just said, big deal. I acted as if I was Cal Ripken. Unfortunately, I didn't play as if I was Cal Ripken. Uh, uh, <laughs> or else I'd be in the Hall of Fame. I was far from it. But I acted as if, I thought as if I'd be Cal Ripken. So how could anything that could possibly happen in that tournament matter? Would it matter to Cal Ripken? No. So in your situation, whether it's at work, think about a, you know, how would Warren Buffett handle this loss in the stock market? Oh, your stock went down, you lost a thousand bucks. How would Warren Buffett handle losing a thousand dollars in the stock market? When the guy trades billions of dollars and is worth billions of dollars, a thousand dollar loss wouldn't matter at all. That's the magic of thinking big. And there's a lot more to it. I highly uh, encourage you to get that book, even though it's decades old, still as good as it ever was. I remember it as if I read it yesterday, even though I probably read it about 10 times, but that was decades ago, but it's stuck with me ever since. And uh, hopefully I'm passing that on here. I've passed it on to a lot of people. So uh, another thing is, by the way, just to mention, I just did come from the funeral of my father-in-law. So. Please don't tell me about how upset you are because somebody didn't serve you for an hour in a business or you made a mistake. Boo-hoo. Just lost my father-in-law. Uh, you know, we got the, the restaurant, we got the biggest room we could in any restaurant in this town and we had an overflow. That's what a, how great a man my father-in-law was. There was not a room in this town that could hold him and his reception. People came from all over. People we hadn't seen in decades came from everywhere to honor my father-in-law. So I just lost my father-in-law. That's a tough day. It's been a tough couple of weeks. He passed away uh, about 11 days ago. Burial will be tomorrow. It'll be another tough day. I'll be back here with social media Saturday. I'll see you then. In the meantime, think about it. No matter what you're going through, you're going through. somebody else is going through something that actually is bad. Think about that next time. Hey, Craig. Oh, you give me the keys? Thank you, my friend. She's Say fine. hello to Facebook Live. Hello. It's my in-law. What are you? My what? Uh, it's my wife's sister's husband. So we are uh, husbands-in-law. Husbands-in-law. Are we husbands-in-law? Sounds nice a little meeting different, in -law. but hi. How, how are you? It's my husband-in-law, Craig. <laughs> and that'll do it. I'm heading in with you. Thanks, everyone, being here. Oh, we got Phil is saying I used to get hit by... See, Phil used to be a boxer. There you go. Perfect. Phil says, I used to get hit by left hooks like crazy. Mistake. Then I learned how not to. I got way better. I got to see more. I hope this works. Oh, then I got way better as a result. There you go. Mistake. Smash, smash, smash. I always say, I can take a hint. If you smash me over the head with it a few times, I didn't realize how literal that was in the world of a champion boxer like Phil Brakefield. Thank you for that, Phil. Thanks for being here today and everybody else and Coach Tony and everybody else and everyone. Oh, I got a whole bunch of stuff here and a whole bunch of people. Oh, Brett Olaya is here. You look like a Secret Service. There you go. I'm going to go go back to uh, Men in Black and uh, poof, you will not remember this video. I'll be back tomorrow in Men in Black 2. Catch you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.